welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my wonderful co-host, Lawson. Lawson, good morning to you. Good morning, Danuta. How's things? Oh, yeah, I'm great. You know, I'm... <laughs> kicking along. It's obviously, it's a Friday today. We've oh. come to the end of the week, but simultaneously I am so looking forward to next week. I know. Because, You've been saying, but share it with our listeners. Because our uni starts again finally down at Avondale, moving in to the dorms there on Sunday. So I'll be getting in at that time and then, yeah, just, just really, really looking forward to it. I, you know, I, I love taking breaks. From study, yeah. from yeah. work, whatever. It's always it may good be. when you're really doing like, it hard it's for like, a few oh, months. Oh man, <laughs> you know, having a holiday—that's the best. But then it just keeps going and yeah. keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And particularly, I love Avondale because what they do is they compress the semester a little bit so that they can make the breaks longer, right. which is awesome. But then but you've the really time. got to find it hard during <laughs> yeah, 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 the semester. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, it's it's a bit tougher during the semester, but it's like not overly compressed. They basically just they have less of a mid semester break and they have less time between the classes and the exams. But that being said, then we get big, massive breaks in the middle of the year, and it's been fantastic. It's been really good. I've been you able feel to, recharged. to do a lot to hang out, but it just means I'm actually keen to go back to uni. That's so that well, that's that's a really good sign. Which if I wasn't, then that would be kind of lame. That would that would be difficult. Yeah, but hey, yeah. Look, hey, where are we going to today? Well, who are we welcoming? I want to shout out everyone on the in the outback Australia of Australia oh. on the Vast Network. So we have Vast Radio on Channel Six Eighty Eight, which is based out in Tennant Creek in Northern Territory. I mean, yeah, that's uh, we've that's also like right out. Hey, well, we've also got a station in Tennant Creek, which is eighty-seven point six. But yeah, everyone who's out in the outback. Listening to the Vast Network, shout out to you guys. I hope you're doing your various outback vac- activities and find a way to contact us. I don't know if you guys have phone service out there, but 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Tell us what it's like living in the outback. And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Tony Benjamin from The Voice of the Martyrs about Nigeria and the influence of ISIS in Africa. On our news segments, we were talking about pop stars and the finding of some new vertebrae of the largest whale. And also in our Bible study, we're continuing on Ephesians and we're looking at the glory in Christ and in the church. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson. Yes. It's come time for our first quiz question. Yes, it has. It's our first quiz question of the final day of quizzes, guys. This is your last opportunities to get in for the quiz. Here we go. First question. What was Elisha doing when Elijah found him and anointed him as a prophet? What was he doing? Was he, A, was he plowing a field with oxen? B, was he teaching in the temple? C, was he selling grain in? Well, was he selling his grain, or D? Was he about to get married? Oh, oh what, wow! What event was Some happening? Good choices there. Absolutely. When what was Elisha doing when Elijah found him and anointed him as a prophet? Again, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is our number to text. Our prize for this week is 
the Holy Bible. We have a King James Version with Mark Finley Study Helps, a beautiful Bible we want to give to you absolutely for free. Again, those options were, was Elisha, was he plowing with a field, in a field with oxen? Was he teaching in the temple? Was he selling his grain? Or was he about to get married? If you know the answer, 0491-064-669. Yeah, and it's always good to have at least one Bible in the home. And we're saying yesterday that that we've both Lawson and myself have actually got several Bibles in yeah. our home. And nice. it's always good to compare the different versions, to dig in deep, deeply, and then unpack that. And what's really good, like you said, with this with this Bible, is that there's actually got study helps out the back, Bible yeah. studies out the back by Mark Finley on different topics that are not written in the King James Version language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just want to stress that, but on just different topics on salvation on the state of the dead, on the second coming of Jesus, some really important and deep topics that are there. Um, so you don't want to miss out. That number again is 0491064669. Hey, earlier this week we were talking about birthdays, that August is a birthday month. Mm-hmm. For Shell and I, anyway. It yeah, is. <laughs> that's right. And Shell's is coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we'll be wishing her that birthday wish on Monday. So make Absolutely. sure you're here, Shell. <laughs> I've got a special surprise. Oh. Yeah, for Shell's birthday, I've got a Shell's. special surprise. So, so. You- you gotta come yeah. check it out. It'll it'll be really amazing. And be listening in to see what that special <laughs> surprise is from Lawson. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be interesting. For Shell's twenty first birthday. <laughs> go, Shell. But you know, we did ask people to shell in um shell in. Oh, there we go. Hey, but to text, send in. Text, text in to us when your birthdays are if you want a special birthday wish. And yeah, so keep texting those in. But Deanna actually messaged that day and we want to shout out a oh, special wow. happy birthday today to Deanne. Uh, happy mm. birthday to you, Deanne. Today's the 4th of August. You told us it's on the 4th of August and yeah, we just hope you have a really special day Absolutely. and that over the weekend you can actually celebrate with friends and family somehow and just have a really super, mm-hmm. super celebration. Mm. Hey, going into our good news segment, there's something really interesting, well, a couple of really interesting stories, but one that's really fascinating. Yesterday, we actually had John, uh, John on the show. About, John Ashton. John Ashton, yeah. that's yeah. it. I just went blank on his surname, but John Ashton from Creation Science, talking mm. about creation science, and he was talking about big beasts, particularly about dinosaurs, mm. uh, yesterday. And also in the Bible, of course, with those, those big beasts, what's really mentioned is that there, there were big sea creatures and things mm. like that in the Bible. But so here, what's really fascinating in that is that f- 10 years ago, um, the paleontologists, you know, so the ones that actually shall look at, at, uh, at, uh, vertebrae and things like that and animals that have been around and ones that have been extinct. Ten years ago, they actually identified some, sorry, sorry, they, they found some vertebrae in the base of the ocean near or an area that used to be the base of the ocean, I should say, but out in Peru. And it's mm. actually the remains of a giant whale. So they've only just identified and they've just put them into the museum. Oh, wow. What is really fascinating is that the vertebrae are actually like, there's a photo of, of a man standing next to it. It's like half the body, the vertebrae, one vertebrae is actually the size of half a human being. Wait, like so one a, piece of the vertebrae one bone. One piece of the vertebrae bone. That's right. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So they've named it. What's really interesting, they've called it uh, Peru, 
Perucatus colossus. I've got that right, I think. <laughs> I love that <laughs> they're like, it's a big whale. A colossal whale. That that's we why found in Peru. That's it. The Peruteus colossus. Yeah. That, that's amazing. That's Peru- awesome. Perucatus that's colossus. That's what I'm supposed to say, so yes. Colossal whale from Peru. That's what it's meaning. That's awesome. And they're believing it's even bigger than the blue whale and mm. and and possibly bigger than uh, the dinosaurs. So this wow. is, of course, extinct. They're believing like it's about 40 million years old, which we know, biblically speaking, mm. that, that can't be the case. But at the same time, what we, what we do know is that they, they've actually found this sea creature that is way bigger than they believe any other animal discoveries that they mm. have found so far. So here's the interesting thing. It's, it, it's about 66 feet in length, which is about, you know, 20 metres. I go in metres here. Blue whale, The longest that blue whales. Yeah. And, uh, and so here it's almost three size, three times bigger than the largest dinosaur. It's almost two sizes bigger than the largest whales. Its sheer bulk and bone density is probably about the heaviest. In fact, they're saying that it weighed between, it probably weighed, could have weighed between 94 tons to 375 tons. Can Mm. you imagine that? Um, and the biggest blue whales ever observed have been estimated at about 200 tonnes. Mm. And so this body mass is actually um, has been found. They've put it together now in the museum. They're believing that it was actually an underwater co- kind of creature that was towards the base of the ocean. Mm. But they were digging it in the Inca Desert along the southern southern coast of Peru and in an area that, that used to be covered by part of the ocean, and that's why it's been they've discovered it. So they've discovered 13 vertebrae, four ribs, and a hip bone, which is really interesting. Wow, I don't know how big those ribs are. Yeah, These yeah. things are massive. Yeah, yeah. So they're about 200 pounds um, or over per vertebrae, which mm-hmm. is um, amazing. Mm. Um, and I just think even in the Bible, you know, right in the beginning of Genesis, we actually read that Genesis one twenty four. then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its, according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. So beasts mm. are actually mentioned there. But how amazing. I mean, just check, even check that out. Like, Whoa. you know, I'm just showing oh, Lawson the picture there of the vertebrae. That's massive. If you haven't actually seen it, Google it or, or go onto YouTube. You will find it. Just Google largest whale just discovered. And, um, yeah, really quite fascinating. Yeah, it's so interesting to see all this, like, what we would consider like megafauna, like oh. these massive big animals. And I guess there's questions surrounding, you know, because they would put a 40 million year long interpreted timeline as to, you know, how oh, long ago yeah. these things lived um, out of a necessity to say, oh, well, how long would have the gene pool needed to have mutated to create something so big and then to kind of devolve the, the other way. But essentially what we can see very clearly is, oh, hey, you know, everything was bigger back in the day. There was Absolute. more oxygen on the earth. Yeah, there was well, human beings were even bigger as well, weren't they? We've Absolutely. shrunk over the generations. And so animals would have been, like, and mammals, so much bigger. Absolutely. And it's because of a lack of oxygen, lack of vegetation, uh, that a lot of these megafauna have gone gone extinct because there's no there's not enough food to feed them, you know. They're, yeah. They're... they're, they're too big and cumbrous to to scavenge around like smaller animals would, and simultaneously, yeah, the the lack of oxygen, the lack of food, and everything, everything's shrunk. We can you can go down to your Australian History Museum, and and I, I love uh, you know particularly Lyle Southwell says this is so you can go and see. Uh, 
you can go and see dragonflies with wingspans as big as cars. You know, this is just <laughs> huge, big animals. And even in the Hunter Valley, we live in an area which is full of coal. That's that's what that's what mm. gives us. Uh, that's that's what runs the economy of Newcastle is coal. Yeah. And it's like for all that coal to be there, there would have had to be vegetation that was a, oh. a thousand or three hundred, one thousand feet or three hundred meters thick. Like we're looking yeah, at a, yeah. an area in which you just need so much vegetation. So much. And we yeah. know that, of course, that all of that would exist and these megafauna and everything would exist, you know, thousands of years ago when God created to be such. And now that we live in a world that is scarred and marred by sin and where there's less vegetation yeah. and there's less oxygen and there's less water and there's less, you know, arable land, all of those things, now there's less it's everything smaller. Everything smaller. And so hey. it's, but yeah, wow, but they're, saying, they're saying it's so different and so much bigger than they've ever, anything they know. That's so. amazing. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And, of course, we've only got four more, you've only got four more chances left to enter into our draw for today. For the Bible, the King James Bible that we're giving away. We've been giving a lot of questions out for you to give, have the chances to win. We've had heaps of texts this week, which is really exciting. So Lawson, what is our next quiz question, please? Hey, our next quiz question. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more Blank. Oh. John ten ten. Oh, that was tough. That... I had itchy teeth then. Yeah, like yeah, it almost same. it almost slipped out. <laughs> hey, if you know the answer same. to that one. It's zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Guys, these are your final opportunities to get in again. <laughs> I came that you may have life and that they may have it more blank. If you know the answer to that oh. one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, that's from John ten verse ten. And a little clue, we did use the word yesterday and we'll probably use it today in our Bible study time. Absolutely. It's a really powerful and important word of what happens when you give your heart to Jesus. So what have we got in the way of news today? Some news this morning. Now you entered the news, you said I was going to talk about pop stars because yeah. we have a very interesting court case or a lawsuit that's unfolding in the United States. Before I get into it, though, there have been a, a fair few pretty remarkable lawsuits that are happening right now. Of course, Donald Trump is, yeah, is on trial uh, regarding, you know, whether he influenced the 2020 election and, you know, didn't accept the results of those elections and his efforts to overturn them, whether he should be jailed for that. And so he's he's been repeatedly in court for a number of different reasons. And we see these different landmark court, case, court cases. It's interesting in the US, there hasn't been a single president who's ever gone to prison. Uh, there's, yeah, been many, right. there's been many of them who have had some form of legal trouble, but none of them have ever gone to prison, which is... Only takes one to make history, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's so funny. Uh, last year, there was a pretty landmark election in Malaysia, and I had a number of Malaysian friends who were talking about it with me because their previous president, like, literally f- before the end of his term, or uh, it was either before the end of a term or as his term ended, 
got put in jail. Like, wow. It's, so it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff happening over there. But yeah, we're seeing these landmark court cases at the moment. And right now, we've got this lawsuit that has been put up. This, uh, a very famous pop star named Lizzo is currently being sued. And it's one of the most perplexing things I think I've ever read in mm-hmm. terms of a lawsuit. Because, okay, so if you don't know who Lizzo is, that's, that's fine. I, yeah, I don't, personally, I don't really listen to Lizzo's music at all. I, I, because there's many things I don't like about it. But Lizzo, she is a really famous pop star who is basically one of the icons for body positivity. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and, and just a general like feminist tone as well of being very pro-women and she's like notably and this is part of her act this is part of her deal that she's notably overweight and Mm -hmm. she's like oh but we accept it because this is this is who we are as people and and a lot of her music is then driven on kind of sexual content and that kind of thing so she's not someone who i would personally listen to or be interested in listening to because i don't really i I don't completely agree with the message so she's got a very strong theme that she actually follows all the way through that's right that's right and she would actually have very i guess you know certain kind of caliber of people that really follow strongly yeah she is incredibly well liked and Mm. very you know vehemently defended and stood up for in in those kinds of spaces until this lawsuit came out against her. What's the lawsuit? So the lawsuit, she's being sued by three of her former dancers over a hostile working environment. Oh, true. Now, the reasons for this is, is again, so perplexing. Like, mm. let, let me let me work through this. So, firstly, the, the allegations include, one of the allegations is fat shaming. Which is, again, Lizzo is a body positivity pop star who is notably overweight on purpose, she says, because this is who she is and da-da-da-da-da. And then so she's being sued for fat shaming. No. Secondarily, okay, again, she's uh, very much a part of the feminist movement. uh, And and I think that there are some aspects of feminism that I agree with. You know, for example, um, (laughs) um, consent, which I think is not just a feminist thing, but, you know, feminists in the feminist movement have definitely highlighted. And it's like, yes, consent is very important and people should have body autonomy to do what they want with their body. I think particularly in regards to a, uh, a, a sexual circumstance mm. and whatnot, I am very pro consent, right. <laughs> but she has also been, uh, um, accused of forcing her dancers to, uh, be, be pressured into doing, and I'm, I'm I want to keep this as light as possible as I can, but being, be forced into, to touching and, and, uh, you know, having interactions with nude performers in a, in a night out in Amsterdam. And she was, she was forcing those dancers who were with her to go and do that. So again, this is, this is wild to me because these right. first couple and so, of, sorry, well, what were you going to say? Well, and it's three of them that are accusing her of yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. So these three, they're firstly, again, Lizzo stands for like body positivity, accused uh-huh. of being a fat shamer, stands for, you know, very feminist Me Too movement, you know, consent, all of these things. <laughs> forcing people to engage into sexual conduct that they don't want to do. Now, furthermore, and this is the part that got me. So on her team, on Lizzo's team, she has a dance captain. Her name is Shirlene Quigley. And she is also being named in the lawsuit and being accused of forcing her Christian beliefs on the dancers. 
Right. Wow. Which I, I get, okay. So hold on, hold on. That, that's like really like poles apart. <laughs> like poles apart. <laughs> for one is this extreme, and then here's somebody standing up for what is right yeah. and the value of people and yeah. who they are, and who they are in the image of God, no doubt. Yeah. And they're just. And, then, and she's being accused of this. So I was, I am just perplexed. Yeah, like, I am too at so, the moment. How this situation that. played out is in terms of the fat shaming and the sexual misconduct, that accusation is being put against Lizzo. Now Lizzo, like most singers in the US and like most uh, popular performers grew up singing in church because that's mm. dude. If that's like, it's such an advantage if you can like get to the age of you know when it's suitable to be a pop star or whatever it may be. If you grew up in church singing, you've got a huge advantage because you've got so much practice you've got, and you've got so, so much many followers and and even and you've got even a lot of followers, especially especially when you're from from the bigger denominations. Yeah. Absolutely. Now Lizzo is not active in her faith whatsoever. It very much is you know has a very pro sex message and and when i say pro-sex not that we here at a faith of him are anti-sex god created sex we are like as pro-sex as we can be in a good context in a, good in, context. In a biblical the, context and the bible actually unpacks that in a beautiful yeah. way as and well. i would but i would say lizzo's message is actually pro-immorality yes. so you know pro you know casual and, and all those kinds of things now again this so so she is being all of these different accusations are being put against her and then her dance coach uh, her dance captain the one who kind of you know practices and creates all the choreographies and whatnot is this christian lady who works for her who which is perplexing in and of itself i'm just thinking like my head's going like why would a christian lady also be working in that kind of context exactly but she is and they're good friends and apparently, you know, every single time they went to pray, every single time they would do a dance practice, they would pray. And there was, and, and the, the people who are making these lawsuits, they're like, we're not Christian. And so that was forced upon us. And, and it was made compulsory as a being part of the dance team and all these things. And I guess for me sitting here, I'm just kind of lost. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm looking at this lawsuit that is coming from a number of different angles. And actually, you know, at the end of the day, I probably, I, f- I feel sorry for these women, you know, being in this, in this situation where, um, they have been, you know, mistreated yeah. in ways. And I think that, it, it, I think that, yeah, in a different situation, in a different circumstance, you know, if they were working at a Christian school and it was like, oh, we had to participate in prayer, it's like, well, that's what you're signing up for. That's right. In some way, I sympathize with them because they are in a very secular, non-Christian environment and then... It's very like, oh. strange predicament now. And, so, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, uh, Quigley, this dance coach, she's come out and she said, oh, like, I, I'm, you know, no one can stop me from talking about the Lord, even in my work, even in my job. But then I'm like, mm. why are you working why are you in, in this... this in this scenario and situation that is very, very secular and ve- immoral, very secular. Evil. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just kind of lost. Let us know what you think. 0491 If I could say something, I think this definitely represents the increase of spirituality in the cultural zeitgeist amongst pop stars amongst, mm. you know, Hollywood people. And increase your morality as yeah, well. Yeah, more and more of them are identifying, saying, yes, we're spiritual people. Yes, we believe in God and believe in Jesus while simultaneously acting and promoting things mm. that are just so against God's word and so against the Bible. And so we'll see how this folds out. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're coming up to our third to last question to giving you... 
Third, third to last chance that you actually have to go into the quiz today. Mm. We're doing the draw for the New King James Version Bible. Lawson, what's our third to last question? Here we go. True or false, the Ark of the Covenant was made of wood overlaid with gold. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. True or false, the Ark of the Covenant was made of wood overlaid with gold. As we said, guys, this is some of your last opportunities. You guys have been really just absolutely oh, pumping, pushing these answers out, in, hey. uh, trying to win this prize. Yeah. So, hey, get in. We've, uh, Of course, we are giving away the Holy Bible, but an amazing KJV with Mark Finley Study Helps. A real blessing to you. Hey, 0491-064-669. Again, that's 0491-064-669. True or false, the Ark of the Covenant was made of wood overlaid with Gold. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and on the phone, we have none other than Tony Benjamin from Voice of the Martyrs to talk about all things Christian persecution and what is happening in our world and, and worldwide in the Christian space. Uh, Tony, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Good morning. It's good to be with you again. Absolutely. Now, Tony, getting a, a quick brief on what you're going to be talking about today. It's actually been something that I highlighted this week in my news segment when I talked early, I talked earlier this week about Boko Haram. <clears throat> I talked about Nigeria and the things happening there. And I believe that we're going to be going there today and in, in hearing what's happening. Yes, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Definitely. So, So what's happening in that space? Well, <laughs> it seems as though even with a change in government, um, the challenges still remain within Nigeria. And even with the country surrounding Nigeria nowadays, um, the challenges continue. We, we're mm. doing a lot of work in Burkina Faso. There's challenges in Niger, as has been on the major news channels. Cameroon, we do a lot of work. There are a lot of problems there. Southern Sudan. All of the countries surrounding Nigeria seem to be impacted by the scourge that's happening in Nigeria. And whilst a lot of it is perpetrated against Christians in Nigeria, there is a a thought that it's not just purely Christian persecution. It's it's a lot of it's economic Mm. with the majority Fulani Muslims that are trying to get farming land off people and will take it off everybody. There's also the, the, the phenomenon of kidnapping for ransom, which is a big mm. deal in Nigeria. And I recently heard it's actually becoming a thing in South Africa now, too, mm. um, because it's a way of getting money. So <clears throat> Christians seem to be the biggest targets of a lot of these activities. Also, um, as I mentioned before in a previous interview, when they... The West, you know, um, said that they had effectively eradicated ISIS from the Middle East. Mm. The ISIS activities, and as you mentioned, um, Al-Shabaab and so on, they have taken up residency in Africa mm. and have got a lot of influence in the challenges that are happening within Africa, a lot of it in Nigeria, and mm. spread as far south into places like Mozambique in southern Africa. Oh, wow. So they are doing it totally unabated um, and seem to have a lot more freedom and a lot because of weak, corrupt governments, because of a lot of these types of issues which are prominent in Africa. um, This is spreading far and wide, and they are kidnapping a lot of the kids. They're using the kids as child soldiers, which has been a a scourge in Africa for so many years already. And... um, 
so this just continues, but it saddens us every time we hear accounts and reports of more Christians that are being kidnapped and killed, mm. and the numbers are staggering, absolutely staggering. And it seems as though the West has just sort of taken its hands off Nigeria. Mm. I do not know why. And yeah. t- Tony, is there increase, a continual increase in the numbers, like and a steady? Like, do we know anything with that? Well, if you look at year on year, yes, it is. It is an increase in numbers. Mm. I mean, besides the fact that globally Christianity is the most persecuted faith in yes. the world, yeah, that's right. Mm. Nigeria is certainly adding to that statistic. Mm. Definitely. Absolutely. Now, it, it was interesting. I had covered on the show that I think it was one of the numbers that had come out already in the first 100 days of 2023 that 1,000 mm. Christians had died in Nigeria as a result of terrorism and as a result of mm. these, you know, kidnappings and, and whatnot. Is it, is, is it just the situation in, uh, in Nigeria is that you've got a large Muslim population and a Christian population and then Muslims are just kind of attacking anyone who, or these terrorist organizations are attacking anyone who's not Muslim or is it going after Christians specifically? Therein lies the complexity of it. Mm. Because on one hand, we're getting a lot of reports of Christians, but on the other hand, they're also non-Christians being killed mm. and kidnapped and so on. And when you look at the significance of Nigeria to Africa and to the world, many of your major oil companies and that are in Nigeria because it's an oil-rich country. Mm. That's why mm. they, they call Nigeria the giant of Africa. Mm. So there's a lot of that. Uh, all mixed up in it, you know, and I think that's what's clouding a lot of the action or dumbing down a lot of the action or preventing the Western world from standing up and saying, why is this like this? Mm. You know, and to coin somebody that's in the media quite regularly now, Donald Trump, he questioned it, uh, but many of the other world leaders have not. They've just turned a, a deaf ear or a blind eye. So you've got all of your major oil companies there, like Shell and British Petroleum and all of these people there, um, and they're just functioning as normal. Yeah, and this is something that we're seeing, and, and this is something that was highlighted on the show earlier this week, is you know when we look to India, we see the, the terrible human rights uh, violations that are happening there in Nigeria as well, <laughs> yet the, you know, uh, President Modi of India is traveling around the world, and Nigeria, you know, they're currently participating in the FIFA World Cup uh, here in, in Australia, the Women's World Cup, and it's like, oh, you know, we, we celebrate when these people uh, are on the international stage and whatnot, but no one is focusing at all as to just the atrocities that are happening in their countries. Mm. Mm. You know, not only that, I think because, but I think the whole Christian, Western Christian perspective of injustice, we seem to not say anything about it. We just mm. seem to be silent on it and, oh, no, we're going to pray about this. Mm. But we also have a voice to use something that's quite prominent in the news now. Mm. Why aren't we using it? We don't have to do that voicing, you know, with an act of violence or anything. Mm-hmm. But surely we can say, but hang on a minute, what about this? And also the people we vote for. You know, we should be voting for people that share our views and that, um, you know, have some understanding of our faith and, and, and so on and so on, you know. But yet they get away with these things and we don't seem to be saying anything. The churches are vastly silent the major, with all of the changes happening in the country today and the things that are moving along that we don't necessarily agree with, which mm. of our Christian leaders in our Western society are actually doing anything? 
you know, we were having a conversation last night about the Middle East. And when you look at how many Muslims are coming to Christ mm. in places like the Middle East, Egypt, uh, Indonesia, uh, last week I was on a call with about 40 plus of our field workers in Indonesia, and it's amazing the number of salvations happening there, and all Muslims, all mm. Muslims. Wow. They seem to get it. We somehow miss it. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, you know, it's as if the world, the roles are reversed now. You know, when last was anybody saved in church on a Sunday? When last did anybody put their hand up to commit their life to Christ in our local churches? Mm. But yet it's happening on a daily basis elsewhere. Mm. We somehow think we're superior in that respect. I, I think we need to rethink on that. Mm. And, and it highlights also, doesn't it, with what you're saying there, Tony, that really when, when there's persecution, and we see that in the Bible so much too, don't we? And when we think of the early church, when there was persecution, um, it actually turned people to the Lord. Mm. And yet sometimes here on the, in the West, we can, we can, like you say, be very complacent. And yet, um, mm. and yet, we can actually, you know, about our salvation and things like that, but also what can we be doing? So what can we be doing from here? I mean, stand, being bold and, and standing for justice, but what other things can be done? Look, you know, we need to stand firm, I believe, as Christians and stand together and understand as followers of Jesus Christ, we're not enemies with another dinner. We don't have to go as far as to adopt any of the, you know, the idiosyncrasies of each of the denominations. That's not what mm. I'm saying. Mm. Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, I mean, surely we need to stand up and be counted yep. because that's how it is elsewhere. I mean, they don't ask you, are you, are you Baptist? Are you Seventh-day Adventist? And then kill you. No. Mm. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Do you have a cross right. there? Is that a Bible? Point blank. That's Bang. right. Yeah. Wow. Done. So we somehow think, oh, no, I'm better than them or no, they not as good as us, or whatever, which is such a silly view of things. You know, when I was talking to our guys in China two days ago, they were saying to us they've had one-third more salvations than they had last year. And wow. last year they Already. had a record of 1,500 for the year in one part of China, closest to Beijing. Mm. And this year, half of the year, they've already had a third more than they had the whole of last year. Like, already, there you go. Already. Things are happening everywhere in the persecuted yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Things are happening There's like an awakening, this. awakening, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we seem to be going to sleep somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm being overcritical, but when you when you speak in churches and you share and people look at you and they have this glare and you think, do they actually get what I'm saying? Do they understand the gravity of what I'm sharing here? Mm-hmm. But not only sharing the gravity of persecution, but the opportunity that comes with yes. it for us to learn from it and for us to say, hang on a minute, that enthusiasm that they're showing, that commitment that they're showing, I want some of that, mm. you know? I love what you're saying there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I yeah. think it's like definitely some people might look upon those situations and I, I think people think, oh, well, it's probably easy there because people are thinking about it more because they are being, you know, persecuted and they have a terrible government and da 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 But, you know, we're facing significant challenges here in Australia that people need help from God with. Like, I think absolutely. I, I think that at the end of the day, is it is it our motivation that's lacking to really just stand for God mm. and to really seek the best for people and that best is to see them be saved? And you know something, I don't want to minimalize what people go through and the suffering mm-hmm. and trauma and all of that. 
But I'm yet to hear people that have got challenges with depression in in a persecuted place like China where we're working or anything like that. They get up in the morning, they they joyful, the joy of the Lord is their strength. They're looking at the next person they can share the gospel with and and how they can be sustained through through God's word every single day. Uh, we somehow think, no, our life is harder than theirs. I don't know that. I don't mm. know that. And what you're saying yeah. there too with that, Tony, with what you've just mentioned is is that they have resilience, don't they? Yes, it's, definitely. It, it's like they, they um, it's, it's, it's become so part of their life. They're kind of going, well, if I want to go forward and move forward, um, you know, I, I firstly, my anchor is in Jesus Christ, but also secondly, I need mm-hmm. to be resilient in these situations. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We can learn a lot. Yeah, powerful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Tony, we've got two minutes left here. Is anything else to yes. highlight it happening in the world in regards to Christians, persecution and the work going forward? Yes, look, look. I just think, you know, as we find the challenges becoming greater, I mean, we work in 68 countries, soon to be 70. Mm. You know, we've seen these numbers change and increase, you know, every few years. And I think the need for what we do is ever greater you know, uh, Voice of the Martyrs has grown so much in the last six years, mm. but it seems as though we just can't keep pace with the needs for what we have to offer in terms of providing practical and spiritual help and assistance for persecuted mm. believers. So if people can pray for the work that we do, but also pray for the those who are persecuted and pray for those who persecute them. Mm. That's important. They also need Christ, you know. Absolutely. Uh, that's an important part, I believe, and that's something people can do. And just get on board with us, follow our social media, subscribe to our free magazine, mm. and just be a part of what we're doing. Um, yeah, you know, I think that would be a great help to us, but also be a great help to those who suffer for the name of Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. Tony, thank you so much for joining us this morning and giving us some very insightful information about what's happening in the world. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.